Asperges me, Domine isopoet mundabor, lavabis me, et supernivem de alba. Welcome to Psalms with a Sinner. I'm your host, Cole Parker. In nomine Patris, Sefiri, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc dat in hora mortis nostre. Amen. Psalm 5 Give ear, O Lord, to my words, understand my cry. Hearken to the voice of my prayer, O my King and my God. For to thee will I pray, O Lord, in the morning thou shalt hear my voice. In the morning I will stand before thee and will see, because thou art not a God that willest iniquity. Neither shall the wicked dwell near thee nor shall the unjust abide before thy eyes. Thou hatest all the workers of iniquity. Thou wilt destroy all that speak a lie. The bloody and the deceitful man the Lord will abhor. But as for me and the multitude of thy mercy, I will come into thy house. I will worship towards thy holy temple in thy fear. Conduct me, O Lord, in thy justice. Because of my enemies, direct my way in thy sight. For there is no truth in their mouth, and their heart is vain. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They dealt deceitfully with their tongues. Judge them, O God. Let them fall from their devices according to the multitude of their wickednesses. Cast them out. For they have provoked thee, O Lord. But let all them be glad that hope in thee, they shall rejoice forever, and thou shalt dwell in them. And all they that love thy name shall glory in thee, for thou wilt bless the just. O Lord, thou hast crowned us as with the shield of thy good will. Give ear to my words. Whereas in the East, Psalm 5 is chanted at Vespers on Saturday evening, the West has traditionally preferred to pray it in the morning. For example, the 6th century rule of St. Benedict prescribes it for Monday Matins or Orthros. The propriety for this is suggested in early verse. My voice will you hear in the morning, in the morning will I stand before you and keep watch. The Hebrew verb, is translated here as stand, bears the root sense of setting in order, used without direct object here. It is very succinct, so succinct, that in English translators have sometimes felt the need to expand on it. Thus the KJV paraphrases it as, I direct my prayer unto thee. The Greek and Latin versions used in the 
Christian liturgical traditions better preserve the original sense of simply standing in proper order in the presence of God. To this is added a certain note of vigilance, keep watch. These two verbs, to take one stand and to keep watch, set the tone for how to begin the day of prayer. It is important that this tone be set early in the morning, the hour of rising. Over and over the Psalms speak of prayer as the day's first task. Rise up, my glory, awaken, lute and harp. I myself will awaken the dawn. I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. In the morning shall my prayer come before you to show forth your loving kindness in the morning, and so forth. This early morning prayer is also mentioned elsewhere in Holy Scripture, Exodus 29.39, Leviticus 6.12, Numbers 28.4, and Daniel 6.10, Mark 1.35, etc., and across a wide area by several early Christian sources, such as Hippolytus in Rome, Origen and Clement, Tertullian and Cyprian, Basil, and so forth. The spirit of this morning prayer was well summed up by the Book of Wisdom, quote, to make it known that one must rise before the sun to give you thanks and must pray to you at the dawning of the light. Chapter 16, verses 28. Once again, then, it is clear that the proper praying of the Psalms is related to a certain regular and disciplined style of life. The Christian, by preference, rises early and stands in vigilance in the presence of God. When the sun rises, it shines on the believer already in prayer. This is normally how the day begins. It is also the essential meaning of those latter lines in the psalm, I will enter into your house in the multitude of your mercies, in the fear of you will I bow myself down towards your holy temple. To pray is to enter the house of God. The context for this worship, nonetheless, is still the life of struggle with evil. When the Christian rises, it is always on the battlefield. Thus, most verses of this psalm explicitly refer to the workers of iniquity. The psalmist prays fervently against them. Destroy them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of thy transgressions. For they have rebelled against you. They have rebelled against you, the psalm says. Sin is abhorrent to God. He not only loves justice, but he hates inequity. Fools stand Fools shall stand, <laughs> fools shall not stand in your presence, our psalm goes on. You hate all workers of iniquity. When the psalmist prays for the destruction of the wicked, this is not his personal sentiment, so to speak. It is not a prayer of private vindictiveness, but of foundational justice. It is the plea that God vindicate his own moral order. When Jesus refused to pray for the world, he was recognizing the existence of those who, willfully, unrepentant, and deliberately hard of heart, had placed themselves beyond hope. Unrepented evil does exist in human hearts, and God hates it. He hates it vehemently. Jesus on the cross had not one word to say to the blasphemous, unrepented thief. Some modern Christians are tempted to see in such sentiments only a lamentable vestige of the Old Testament negativity and judgmentalism, now appropriately sur surpassed by the New Testament emphasis 
on God's mercies and compassion. The idea is abroad these days that whereas the Old Testament God was a no-nonsense divinity, the God of the New Testament is quite a bit more tolerant. Such an idea would have surprised the apostles. For instance, uh, which is Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 18, which is a various psalm verses describing the evil of sin, cites a rather violent line from our present psalm with reference to evildoers. Their throat is an open sepulchre. Indeed, the descriptions of sin in Romans 1 and 3 make a good commentary on many verses in Psalm 5. Similarly, when the Book of Wisdom says that equally hateful to God are the ungodly man and his ungodliness, its thesis is hard to distinguish from certain verses in the New Testament, such as, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You hate the deeds of the Nicolaeans, which I also hate. The loving mercy of God must never be thought of or described in ways suggesting that Christianity is less morally serious than Judaism. The moral sentiments of the Psalms are, in this respect, Christian sentiments, and they are highly appropriate in Christian prayer. Gloria Patria, Filio, Spiritui Sancto, Securerat in Principio, Et Nunc, Et Semper, Et Secula, Seculorum. Amen.